Hello, my true crime people. It's Jenny, and welcome to Mommy's Crime Time. This is going to be something new and exciting. It's going to be my very first episode of a new series coming to Mommy's Crime Time called Missing Monday, where we will go over the case of a missing person on every Monday. Now, yes, it is Tuesday. Yes, I am a day late, but I have some sick children, so I'm a little bit behind on my podcast so please excuse me for that and I am sorry so that being said I think we should just go ahead and jump right on into it and talk about the very first case the first case that I want to cover on missing Monday is a case that is super close to home for me this case is about a little boy named Tristan Buddy Myers now you'll hear me refer to him as Buddy because this was his nickname and what everyone called him in his family so Tristan Buddy Myers, who was he? He was born on July 16th of 1996 in Mississippi to a 15-year-old mom named Raven Myers. Raven wasn't able to care for him. She was very young. So her parents, Sally and Robert Myers, decided that they would raise Buddy. Now, of course, Buddy was about three years old at this point, and it was late 1999. His grandfather, Robert, was working on a car, and while working on this car, it happened to roll backwards, or he backed up with his car, and he accidentally backed over a little buddy, and this was quite damaging to Buddy. He had a deep cut in his head, along with second-degree burns all over his face, hands, and feet, along with a broken leg. Ultimately, his grandfather, I believe, was charged with, you know, drinking and driving or something like that for being under the influence, but the family loved Buddy very much. Buddy's grandmother, Sally, later became sick, and she wasn't able to care for him, so at this point, he had to go move with someone else. His mother was still very young, and from what I've gathered about his mother is that she was not in the situation, I'll put it that way to care for Buddy. So his aunt and uncle in Roseboro, North Carolina, John and Donna Myers decided that they would go get Buddy and they would raise him. So they left, they drove, they got him. And this was in August of 2011. They brought him home to their home on Microwave Tower Road in Roseboro, North Carolina. Now life in North Carolina was different for Buddy. He, at first he adjusted very well from what reports have said. He was, you know, obviously a quiet child, but it was said that he later began to have some emotional issues. He started having some aggression towards other children. So it was, you know, he had to be evaluated and watched closely, but otherwise he was described as being, you know, a sweet child. He was, you know, loving to his aunt most of the time. Obviously he had some issues as a child, nothing of his fault, nothing of the family's fault. There were allegations that maybe he had been addicted to drugs while his mother was pregnant with him. I can't clarify that. This is just some speculation that I have read about. So, like I said, shortly after arriving, he started showing some aggression. But he he loved wrestling. They said that he carried this little rock figurine and WWE um, Triple H with him pretty much everywhere he went. So this was one thing that he loved. He also loved big trucks because his uncle drove an 18-wheeler. So he, he, he did love this, and he really did bond with the family. And he was loved very much. Now, he did end up being examined in Clinton, North Carolina, and Fayetteville, North Carolina, because of these developmental issues. But they took up a lot of time with Buddy. 
Well, there were two times that Buddy wandered away from home, so they had placed a buzzer on the back door of the house. That way, if he got out, they would know it. Now, things started going downhill on September 24th in the middle of the night. They awoke to Buddy giving the family dog a shower, and he was actually holding the dog by its neck. There were allegedly even one of the dog's teeth found in the bottom of the bathtub, and the dog ultimately died. So his uncle buried the dog, but Buddy continued to try to dig the dog up, almost like he didn't understand death. He didn't understand, you know, what it meant, why the dog was in the ground. Maybe he didn't understand that he killed the dog. He just didn't have an understanding or concept for this. So he was hospitalized in a mental institution for five days. And during this time, they found him to be underdeveloped, you know, mentally and physically, emotionally. And he could only speak a few words. He had a lot of trouble understanding simple commands or concepts. The doctor said that he would be surprised if Buddy could say his own name. They recommended that he be placed in an evaluation center. But, of course, his family loved him very much, and they wanted what was best for him. So he was discharged outpatient on September 29th of 2000. And three days after that, a neighbor actually found him between a quarter and a half a mile from home and returned him back. Now, it's important to say that this isn't like on a busy highway at, the, at that time. He lived on like a rural road. There was a gravel area at the end. The next neighbor was, you know, about a quarter of a mile away from what I have gathered. I have been down this road myself. It's, it's a desolate area, like most areas around here where it is, you know, it's all country. So he, he did wander off. Now, on October 5th of 2000, he went to a doctor's appointment with his aunt. He returned home, and his aunt turned on Barney for him. And he was sitting there in front of the TV, you know, playing with his little action, his little WWE figures, watching Barney. And either he dozed off first, or, you know, he apparently they both dozed off, but I know the aunt dozed off. And she woke up probably around 2 to 2.30 from her phone ringing. And at this point, she realized that Buddy was missing. So, you know, she looked for him outside for a bit, yelled for him, couldn't find him. So she ultimately called 911. Now, Buddy went missing with two dogs. And the two dogs he went missing with were a three-legged chihuahua named Buck and a Doberman puppy named Sasha. Now, this search they did was quite extensive. I was young at the time. I mean, I was, you know, born in like 88. So I was young, but I do remember this vividly as I didn't live far from this when it happened. I remember the helicopters going overhead. They had the thermal sensing. They were looking everywhere for him. They had people on foot. Again, the helicopter. Buddy couldn't swim. So they had a lot of dives into ponds. They drained some ponds. They brought in cadaver dogs. Law enforcement was everywhere. There were lots and lots of volunteers. And even the 82nd Airborne came out to help look for Buddy, and they were not able to find anything in regards to where Buddy was. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Now, we were just talking about how they were doing this massive search for Tristan Buddy Myers, and we had people on foot, helicopters, you know, we looked in ponds, drained ponds, everywhere they could look, couldn't find anything. Five days later, on October 10th, Buck, the three-legged chihuahua, returned home and did not appear to have been, you know, neglected, did not look very bad. So it almost like it had been with someone, which, you know, we all know if a dog goes missing and it shows up at our house, we're going to feed it and take care of it. So we don't know the, the situation surrounding that. But on October 14th, Sasha, the Doberman puppy, also returned home and she was skinny, but she did appear to be in good health. 
the stomach contents of the dogs were examined and there was nothing unusual. So at this point, there was nothing, nothing new. There was nothing to go on. He was just gone. I mean, there was no sign of anything. Like he just disappeared. And this was very, very hard for the family because they, they love Buddy very much. They had worked very hard, you know, to try to help him adjust and, you know, give him a better life. And then not being able to find anything to give any closure was very difficult for them. About five months later, his Triple H wrestling figure was found in the woods behind the house. This led them to believe, you know, he did wander off. But again, had he wandered off, I do believe that we would have found his body or found something. But there was nothing at all found. Now, his aunt and uncle were said to have passed a polygraph test. Personally, myself, I don't believe they did anything to Buddy. They loved him. They were working very hard to try to help him. I don't think that they would have done anything to hurt him. But in 2004, his biological mom died after moving. She jumped out of a moving truck in Hope Mills, North Carolina. She was into drugs, a stripper. Um, she actually had a one-year-old daughter that was taken away from her by the state she never had custody of Buddy, and they never knew who Buddy's dad was. She had remarked that it could be one of either four or five different men. She was a stripper in Fayetteville at the time, so she wasn't exactly a mother figure to him. Now, we do know that there have been cases where I, there was one little girl here in North Carolina, and it was absolutely heartbreaking that her mother sold her for a drug debt. So there has been speculation that maybe it was something along these lines, but again, there's nothing to substantiate that claim. It's just something that has been said. The uncle, John Myers, died on January 20th of 2015. And the aunt, Donna Myers, died on July 13th, 2018. With no answers at all as to what happened to Buddy. And I can't imagine going to my grave still wondering what happened to him. And, you know, just, you never had any closure. You never had any answers. You, you spent every day of your life wondering, will he come home? And with that, there was, you know, one time in 2003 where there was this giant false alarm. A little boy in Illinois turned out to look a lot like Buddy. He, you know, was basically kind of abandoned. He was not well taken care of and he was hospitalized. And they thought that he may be Buddy. And this gave the family so much hope that Buddy was finally going to be coming home. I mean, I remember it was all over the news. Everybody was talking about it. Oh, they found Buddy Myers. They found, you know, we were all excited. We were all hoping it was him and especially the family. I mean, they were, you know, praying so hard that this was going to be Buddy. But ultimately, DNA did disprove that it was Buddy. And it was turned out that it was just a false alarm. Investigators have branched out all over the country. They follow up on leads. They've been to Florida and looked for Buddy. They've been everywhere, and there's been nothing turn up. And this is just insane to me that he's just gone. Now, there is this one website online that likes to say that he was abducted by aliens. Do I believe this? Absolutely freaking not. I don't believe he was abducted by aliens. But I also don't know where he could have gone. There, there are a lot of theories about this, you know, about what happened and as I said before there was the one theory that his biological mom possibly sold him for drugs told people where he was like I said this is just speculation it's never been proven or there's ever been anything to substantiate that there's also other claims that maybe somebody just took him on their own like they decided they wanted him or they thought they could give him a better life so they abducted him of course when you say abduction you have to look at the darker side of abduction if someone took him what they're desire <clears throat> sorry desire to take him could have been and I really don't want to think about that but it is something that we do have to think about 
there was a lot of, you know, talk about, well, he must have drowned in one of these ponds by the house. You know, there are a lot of, a lot of ponds in this area. It's an agricultural area, so we do have a lot of ponds and for irrigation and such. But these ponds were, you know, drained. We had divers in them, and there was nothing ever found. So, again, I do believe had he drowned, we would have found a body. The other speculation, I'm not going to say a name because I don't want to start a giant ruckus considering I do live close by where this case happened at. But there was a local junkyard owner and it was very, very, very close in proximity to Buddy's home. And this junkyard owner was a sex offender. So there was a lot of people that said that if he did wonder, maybe this man found him and maybe this man did something to him. And since he did own a junkyard, a lot of people in the area, you know, that he said, she said in a small town is that maybe he did take Buddy. And then since he had the car crusher there, maybe he put Buddy inside of one of these cars and crushed it. And that's why they never found him. But they did have canine searches. So I don't know, how, would they have ever found it there? I don't know if they've ever researched that area. But I myself have emailed this case to the cold justice staff um from the oxygen channel where they go over cold cases and try to solve them years after so i'm hoping that maybe they'll read my email maybe they'll research this case maybe they can find something else that we don't know about but to this day this october will be 20 years that buddy has been gone and we still have zero answers about where he went there's not one shred of evidence that we can look at or will point us in any direction Donna and John love Buddy very, very much, and they prayed for his return until they died. And it is so disheartening that they never found out anything before they passed away. Buddy's family that are still alive here, they, they still talk about Buddy. They still pray for a safe return. But at this point, it's just been almost 20 years, and it's to a point where, you know, if someone took him, I wish they would return him. If he was harmed, I do hope that we do find a body someday because this case needs closure. It's something that everyone in this area talks about because no one can make sense of it. Like, where did he go? There was a lot of blame put on the family. Did they do something to him? They didn't want him. He was, you know, he was turned into a bad kid. So they got rid of him. I don't believe this. I don't think they did anything to him. I think the claim of, out of all of the theories, the one that I would lean the most toward would be the junkyard owner doing something to him. But like I said, I can't, there's, there's no proof of that. So for Missing Monday, our very first case is poor little four-year-old Buddy Myers that went missing from Roseboro, North Carolina on October 5th of 2000. If you've never heard of him, just type in Buddy Myers missing into your search bar. You'll be able to see photos of him. They have, the Charlie Project has aged his photo to what he would look like now at 24 years old. So maybe someone will have seen him. I urge you to look that up. See if you recognize him. Share this story with others. Maybe we'll get some closure. Maybe somebody will know something. Maybe somebody has something they want to say or they've seen someone or heard something. If you have, I urge you to call the Sampson County, North Carolina Sheriff's Department. Those numbers are on all of the flyers. Again, just Google his name, Tristan Buddy Myers, or just Buddy Myers, and see if you recognize the young man. And if you do know anything, please let investigators know, because this family deserves closure. I want to thank you for listening to Mommy's Crime Time, and have a great night.